Yes. Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome. Let the filibustering begin. Just like that, before we could even open our eyes this morning, the Globes were announced. The nominations. I didn't even know this was happening, guys. <laughs> and here we are doing an episode on it. So <laughs> it's the world we live in. You know, they move fast these days and mm-hmm. it feels like we're not even, I haven't even seen most of the Oscar movies and we're already getting award nominations announced. And, and yet and, you guys would not do a Teen Choice Awards show with me. Pretty bummed about that. Pretty bummed. <laughs> well, it's not I, that we I didn't would want do a to. Kids Choice Awards. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we're legally not allowed to, but mm. that's a big distinction. Wow. Okay. Richard's not, more specifically. We aren't, yes, because of (laughs) the obvious. Such a a weird court case that was. I just don't understand. It's been studied for decades. Weird side note. (laughs) Bucket list uh, thing. The Cowboys had a uh, Kids' Choice Award in the facility because the Cowboys were like the team of the 90s. So they just gave gave them one or whatever, you know, like best sports team. Did you ever just like, stay late at night yeah, and take it, it out? It was in like kinda... they have this uh, – I shot a couple documentaries. They have this like the PR library where it's just like this giant conference room with all this memorabilia on the walls. And, you know, they'll take Al Michaels or whoever in there to talk to players. And I was always curious because you always used to see them win that award. And I'm like, man – what is that like? And they'd always look through it. And I'm like, what does it look like through there? I was so curious. Like, that's such a bucket list thing. It was right up there with, like, going on the aggro crag on Guts, you know? I was like, yeah. I have to do this someday. <laughs> I will do it. I will look through the Kids' Choice Award. And I did. And it's a, um, what are those things called? Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope. Right? Yeah, it's just a kaleidoscope. But it doesn't have, like, a thing that uh, twists. It's just oh, okay. like it's just like Static. fractured glass, basically. It's just like shows like it's just like fractured glass in a weird pattern. Yeah, but you know, uh Danny Tamborelli was so stoned, dude, that he could just look through that one yeah. for hours. I thought it was gonna be like Nickelodeon's logo or something like cool. It was literally just like you look through it and and it's just like a it's like they had a kaleidoscope and they took out the uh, part that spins, basically, with just like the glass piece on the end. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yep. <laughs> you just look through it. But it was a big disappointment. So if I ever um, meet Mike O'Malley, I need to get on the aggro crag and see how disappointing that thing <laughs> He that should have that was. in his yard. Yeah. Yeah. He he probably he probably got to keep the aggro crag, yeah. hopefully. Shout out to Mike O'Malley, the O'Malley of them That's all. That's right. Well, Brian's going to pull up the nominations here. Mm. We're going to discuss the Golden Globe nominees. There's no ceremony this year, right? They're just going to announce the winners at some point, I think. Oh, really? There's no ceremony? Yeah, because all of the the acting branches, and I think now everyone is is protesting the Hollywood Foreign Press for Uh, their shady practices. Over the they years. just won't go. So why have yeah. it? Why, yeah. why publicize them not going? Right. Yeah. NBC's not doing a show. So it's, it, I think, I think, unless that's changed, I think that's the deal. So I guess at some point we're just going to, here's the one. I thought Polar I and Polar and Faye were back again. I, I, I thought, think, was that last year? I don't know, man. I, I know they, it was last year, but I thought they were back again. Okay. No, that was that. their farewell. I think. Oh, was it? There we go. There we go. Okay. But, I'm going to just hit the very, right. the, the biggest categories here. Uh, actor yep. in a television series, musical or comedy, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Nicholas Hout for The Great, mm. uh, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, and our boys Steve Martin and Martin Short, American Treasure, and North American Treasure for Only Murders in the Building. Can't wait. So, so they both got nominated together as one did. person. It's Steve did. Martin Short. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like conjoined twins or something. Yeah. You know, like, it works out. It works. But they'll give him two copies of it, so it's fine. Um, yeah. It'll be good. That's a that's a good category. I've kind of forgotten that Blackish was still on the air. I can't imagine that it's still good, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, that's an interesting one. Okay, best performance by an actress in a television series musical. Who do you think is going to win that one of, of Steve Martin or Martin Short? I thought Martin Short was incredible in that. Uh, yeah, I think they'll split the vote, though. Yeah, I think they'll split the vote. Neither of them will win. Yeah, it'll be Oh, yeah, Sudeikis. Yeah, I forgot he was nominated. Yep, easy. Nicholas Holt, I don't know if either of you guys watch that show. He should maybe, I'm not saying he should win, but he mm. should get more. Yeah, I like him. He's, he's a good actor. He's good and he's really funny on that show. Really he's good. Funny he's good. I don't watch that show. I hate I hate that time period. You he's should. He's had some bad luck with projects over the years. Yeah. Um, you but, should actually watch that show though, Brian, because it's like, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's not, it's, there's nothing about it that's like historical other than like the mm-hmm. costuming. It's very, yeah. it's written like anything now. So I think sure. you would actually, if you were to enjoy it and okay. she's great and he's great in it. I might check it out uh, when I get through the 4 billion yeah, uh, sure. TV series. No, I get it. You're with, a no yeah, short. So I, I I'm, totally I'm like finished. 12 behind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this time of year, there's been a whole bunch of series. I'm like, hey, that looks interesting. I don't have time for that because I'm trying to watch, you know, 20 more movies for the end of the year. So there's that. Okay. For actress, musical, or comedy, uh, Hannah Einbender for Hacks, Elle Fanning for The Great, uh, Issa Rae for Insecure, Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, and Gene Smart for Hacks. American Treasure, mm. Gene Smart. We need to just go ahead and put that in. She's, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Best. She's the best. She's the best. She should win that. I mean, unless Einbender steals some votes, but I don't mm-hmm. think there is like tier one or tier two. I don't know. She was great in that show, though. Gene Smart yeah. rules. It was great mm-hmm. in everything. Agree. Uh, actor in a television series drama, Brian Cox for Succession, mm. Lee Young Jay for Squid Game, Billy Porter, Pose, Jeremy Strong, Succession, and Omar Sy, uh, Lupin. Mm. I've always been a Jeremy Strong fan. So, uh, disagree. You'd get my vote. <laughs> I was going to say, Brian, that's a. <laughs> As an actor? I hate uh, it. Yeah. I hate I, it. I, I, hate I it think so he's much. great in that show. I think he's so, he's so polarizing in uh, Succession. But yeah, well, he he's a very he's cast. like he's Piven basically. He's who he's playing, but yeah, it's, but a, good, apparently it's a good uh, role. He he lives that method life because that New Yorker profile that came out this yeah. week or last week. Was, oh, was, I haven't was, seen the, any the of that. The whole cast going, yeah, he's the worst. So, oh, well, he's great in the show. He's great in succession. <laughs> yeah, so it was Brian Yesterday, Cox, though, of course. But. Yeah, Yesterday was the season finale of Succession, right? Yeah, which is yes. Great. No, whatever, what a no holiday for the rest three. of us because now I don't have to see any more tweets about it. For yeah, I give it about three weeks before those stop. But yeah, no, totally. It's uh, it's funny though. That's such a great juxtaposition of the it's how drama we, series too, and I find that show hilarious. Yeah. By the way, I always say that every award season, but it's weird. It's definitely funnier than that Don Cheadle show or Shameless. <laughs> so I'll give it that just yeah. for Kieran Culkin. House of Lies. Yeah, yeah. Squid um, Game also a comedy, <laughs> but uh, it's a great juxtaposition of the. English theatrical school of acting and Brian Cox and the American kind of method Al Pacino school of acting yeah. uh, in Jeremy Strong, uh, for sure. And those things apparently don't get along great on set. I'm you sure. just need yeah. to learn your lines. Everybody's trying to win an Emmy on that show. You can tell. Oh, it's for just sure. like everybody's yeah. going for it. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Go ahead, All right, continue, actress in a television series drama, Uza Uduba for In Treatment, uh, Jennifer Aniston in The Morning Show, Christine Baranski, Ugh. Good Fight, I know, Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale, MJ Rodriguez for Pose. The thing about The Morning Show, Richard, is there is not a single person who's like, it's fine. 
every single person who watches it says this is a hot piece of garbage or this is I know one of the one best guy. shows on TV. Yeah, okay. I was going to so say weird. yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. Have you it's watched kind of it? Like, it's Not kind since of the first like four episodes. It was yeah. so my wife off. my wife has kept up with it. I haven't seen it since um probably season one. Her and her friend talk about it. They put it in a category. Uh this is her friend that she watches goes over to her house and they use the lifetime movie app to just watch movies and make fun of them. So I think it's in that category of yeah. just like a show to talk about in like not a great way all the time, you know? It's like yeah. kind of embrace embrace the cringe a little bit with it. Like how Entourage got yeah. later on. But sure. Yeah, for sure. I get Conversation that. show. I, yeah, and that's fine. If it wants to be nominated for Globes, the Globes love stars. We, I don't know we, if it should be nominated for awards, but... I well, mean, the Globes aren't really awards. These are just <laughs> excuses for famous people to hang out. That's you true. Know? Yeah. Emmys are different than... If it was nominated for a bunch of Emmys, I'd be more offended. But the Globes is like, yeah, they just want... If there were a show, which there isn't, they just want Jennifer Anderson to be at that show. And mm-hmm. that's totally understandable. Right. Same. We've invited her many times. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. We've nominated for a lot of awards, but she just has not replied. Um, best television series drama, Lupin, The Morning Show, Pose, Squid Game, and Succession. Lupin getting some love. It is. It is. Great show. I think it's going to be Squid Game this year uh, or Succession. Yeah, for foreign press, that's a foreign show, I think. You know, it's always hard to predict how they vote. They either like over credit American stuff or some years they pretend like our stuff's all garbage, depending on what the <laughs> narrative of the foreign press mm-hmm. is that year. So sure. uh, who knows? Depends on their mood. But I can see. Globes, yeah, I think it's Succession or Squid Game for sure. How do the Globes look at like the box office success or rating success when they do well, awards? Is there any correlation there? No, it's just the the thing that always made them interesting, right? Before they became completely, (laughs) until FIFA took over uh, the Globes (laughs) or whatever, um, or the Olympic Committee, it used to be, it it wasn't so much that, but it was a good awards show because they separated comedy and drama. Um, So people would get nominated for it that, you know, as people like us that appreciate comedy and film and know how hard that is to do, it was cool when like someone would get nominated or win a Globe that would have no chance back when the Oscars were really stingy on that to even be nominated, even if it was the best performance of the year. Um, that's what always made them interesting. And thus, because they incorporated comedies and more lighthearted fare, then yes, a lot of times those were bigger movies, right? Instead of just completely like dramatic, either art house or, or very serious Hollywood films. So now though, with, I, I would say what Brian, that probably that era ended probably end of, the 2000s, maybe early 2010s, and then it became a very like mm-hmm. once like Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie were nominated for that yeah. tourist movie. That mm-hmm. was like the, the end, you know, yeah. Fonzie <laughs> yeah. going over the shark, right? Yeah, that, that <laughs> <laughs> the tourist. Yeah, that was the hey, we we took this too far. We got to mm-hmm. rein it in a little bit and start right. nominating movies that are actually decent more often than not. At least we got to try. Uh, yeah, but it was always a great television show because you got first off three factors: one, booze; two, uh, back before the industries were really merged, which they are now because movie stars do streaming shows and things like that. It was like cool to see, 
George Clooney and Amy Poehler at the same award show mm-hmm. because that just didn't right. happen anywhere else, right? They were very divided lines. And then, yeah, the third is the the comedy versus drama thing. So, but now there's no point. This is you know we're just talking about this as we get into award show and there's stuff we like. And we want to recognize movies and TV shows. That's why we're doing this. But right. the Globes has kind of run its course, I think, in terms of of that, and mm-hmm. it's even more given up the. It, it, not to mention the horrible like weird, rampant weird right. creepy stuff that was right. happening by the governing body but yeah. but uh, it's still fun to talk about their you know their awards we know so it's 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 it right. does kind of also because of where it sits in the calendar of award show shows it's yeah sure it's wrong 75% of the time but the 25% it's right on does still set up the narrative right mm-hmm. that cuz this is a you know the oscars yeah. are a very narrative thing so it does still have kind of a thing there so we'll see right and every once in a while like, the, the globes have an opportunity to kind of like right or wrong like mm-hmm. michael scott having not won an, an emmy but getting a golden globe and things right. like that and so yep. every once in a while but uh, more often than not i think i think the correlation between the two has become less and less over the yes. years and that's probably a good thing overall but the baftas a lot of years have more i think to do with the uh, you're prognosticating what's going to happen with the Oscars sure. than than uh, the Globes do, especially sure. when now ninety percent of people nominated for Oscars are already British. So they, there you go, <laughs> exactly, exactly. kind of narrows the field. It's perfect. It's a perfect combination. Um, last one on TV side, and then we'll move to the movies. Uh, the television series, musical or comedy, is The Great Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, Reservation Dogs, and Ted Lasso. It's a good five. It is much better than the drama side, honestly. This yeah, year. just one of those years. You think it's going to be yeah. a lasso sweep? Oh, another awards where it's just everybody's discovering what Ted Lasso is again. Apparently, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Be. So, like I, the I, past I three award cycles, it's been we're texting Twitter's been like, "What's Ted Lasso? What? I guess I should <laughs> I watch this now." <laughs> How do I get <laughs> Apple TV? Yeah, um, yeah. I think we were talking text about this earlier. I I don't think season two is quite as good as season one, so I don't know if it'll sweep again, but. Who knows? Maybe it will. And it's a great show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a yeah. great, great show. I just that season one was so sure. demonstrably better than everything else it was nominated against. And I think Only Murders in the Building. And yeah, the I think great, that's a the, real contender. For yeah, this stuff. that shows for all great. the awards, not just the, the ones that sort of only matter a little bit like this one. So, yeah. OK, move to film. Um, Do we want to? OK, yeah, I'll just I'll just go in the order that it's listed here. Best motion picture, musical or comedy. Cyrano, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza. Tick, tick, boom, and West Side Story. It's a good. That's a good group. Yeah, I'm thinking that was like Cyrano. Four good movies and a really boring Joe Wright movie. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Sorry, sorry, Joe Wright Nation, but <laughs> but you're not. But I'm not. I'm thinking Cyrano. Cyrano, Cyrano, awful. Cyrano could, looks so awful. That's like it the, does. Oh. But I think Dinklage is gonna get a lot. Boring. He's gonna sweep. Probably he's so always boring. good in everything, and it's a musical. I think this is gonna be like a dark horse eye rolly awardsy movie that that gets people a lot forget of love five. and that you people know, forget in two years yeah. you know he does i mean you never know sometimes this stuff like you know woman in the window is pretty rough but darkest hours got a lot of you know and atonement's a really great movie um you know anna Karenina was a little more dry the soloist was super dry so like he oh, you know it could yeah he could like cyrano could be it's not a very good trailer but he i don't know if he he's not like total Oh no, this is going to be bad. But yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I've said before, it's he's the boringest director on the planet. Woman well, in the window, Cyr- was... and, a, and a movie about Cyrano de Bur- that that's the the most boring movie you can make by the most boring director. Ever. Haley Bennett, though, 
Yeah. Counter proposal. Okay, well, that's true, but well, one in the I texted you guys like, when I saw the trailer my... for the first time in theaters because I had I I knew that there was a Cyrano movie yeah. coming out. I didn't or I had forgotten that Joe Wright was directing it and as the trailer was rolling, I was like, This is so boring looking and then directed by Joe Wright. And I was like, Oh my gosh, of course, of course. But anyway. Yeah, I think um It'll be a big player for costume design and all that. For though, sure, for sure. Yeah, this sure. this the national wrote the score and apparently it's yeah really good. At least the song in the trailer was good. Yeah, um, sounds like the national with a musical singing it. You know, in terms of like yeah. melody and stuff. So sure. I think that's pretty exciting. Could be cool. That's given me a reason to watch it. Other than yeah, I have same. to watch it for award season, <laughs> which is yeah. going to be the case otherwise. So right, uh, right. that's fine. Yeah, I I don't know what to, what do you think? What do you guys? What's your hunch here? I haven't seen Tick Tick Boom yet. I don't know if that's good or bad. I I I'll, it's on the list still. Licorice Pizza, of course. Mm-hmm. West Side Story. We're talking this week, and Don't Look Up comes out. Uh, I think this or next week too. So yeah, it's a big um, musical year. Definitely the it is. Uh, I'm surprised yeah, In the yeah. Heights no love here. Yeah, bad year for them. Just given how many other musicals. Yeah, I thought that one was really was really strong though. But same. Tick Tick Boom has you know Lin Manuel directed that one though, so yeah. he still gets some some love in there. Yeah, that's true. Don't look up as a musical. Oh, it's, it's comedy. a comedy. 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 Okay. okay, it's just comedy. Same too. with Licorice yeah. Pizza. Yeah, that's another one. The reviews are all over the place. I almost mm-hmm. went to see that today, and then I got too busy with other other stuff. But it comes to Netflix in a week or two. But it's like on best of your list and worst of your list that I've seen so far. Yeah, I'm very so curious about how I'm going to feel about that. Because yeah. I really like yeah. McKay, but like Vice was disappointing. And, you know, I could totally see where his style, which was so revelatory and big short, mm-hmm. could already be grading by the time this comes out. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm very I'm very interested in how mm-hmm. I'm going right. to come in or out of that. that I, I feel like I'll be in line with the rest of critics are Rotten Tomatoes. It'll, I feel like it'll be like my second or first favorite movie of the year, yeah, or I'll sure. be like, oh my God, that made me want to <laughs> jump out. You know, I don't right. know. Right. I got you. Best motion picture drama, Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, and Power of the Dog. Yeah. Seen most of these. We haven't done episodes on these yet, so I won't tease too much, but mm-hmm. those those are all very good films, so um, be interesting to see how that, that fights out. I think... When we start consolidating this list into whatever seven or eight or ten will be um, best picture nomination nominees, I think the comedy ca- category, comedy musical category, is a little heavier. A bit. Yeah, yeah, it could but be. We'll see. Could be. We'll see where the narrative goes. Right. right. Yeah, that's true. And there could be some outlier movies that the Academy looks at and considers yeah. that aren't totally you know, like a French Dispatch or something like Venom, that. Venom that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That aren't in this Maybe. on this list at all. Let yeah. there be carnage. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Finally. Let there yeah. be carnage. Yeah, yeah. for for the first time in a long time, I've seen these movies have come out. It's the it's the yeah. comedy musical ones that we haven't seen yet. But uh, that's true. Yeah, I would say for me, I'm with you, Rich. I don't want to spoil too much because we usually do Oscar-y kind of movies uh, in January and February. Mm-hmm. But I've seen all five of these. Two of these are are definite locks for my top ten of the year. Yeah. Two are definitely not, and one is is right on that that line somewhere um, between like eight and twelve or something. So mm-hmm. that's a good, yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Nice pretty hint for our segment later for as we rank yeah. our yeah. top fives for sure. Uh, but 
Are we doing a Power of the Dog episode? Are we going to do one? We're going to have to um, in January, February. Okay, I think that's going to be a real. I mean, that that may be the Oscar favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, or for best picture, I need to do an episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll definitely knock one of those out. Lots of people watched it in the Discord. I was a little surprised because it hit Netflix a couple weeks ago. Combination. uh, Oh, it was last. Yeah, it was last week because we did get back instead, and then there were tons of people who were. Posting that they were watching that, so I was like, I was a little surprised at how much the that resonated with 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 our folks. So we'll definitely hit an episode at some point. Um, cool. uh, I'm gonna skip supporting actors. Uh, we'll go to because just for time here, best actor in a musical or comedy: Leonardo DiCaprio, Peter Dinklage, Andrew Garfield, Cooper Hoffman, and Anthony Ramos. I think it's gonna be Dinklage. Nomination. Yeah. Yeah, Dinklage. There's your in the Heights nomination. Yeah. Yeah. DiCaprio or Dinklage. DiCaprio could get the, you know, we want to. We want to show DiCaprio, give a a speech. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to give him an award. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom. I thought Andrew Garfield was really solid in in the Tammy Faye movie earlier this year. So if he's better in this than he was in that, then it's probably a great. He's winning me over a bit. Like his. Ever since that Mel Gibson yeah. movie he did, I, I thought he was a fine, kind of handsome dude, you know, English dude, you know, <laughs> that was like going to be in movies for a while. And he's he's putting together a pretty nice CV. He really is. He's, yeah, he's, he's done some cool projects. Sometimes he's a little, he beats me down a bit, but I've, I like him much more as an actor than I did five years ago. And kudos, not that he cares about my opinion of that, <laughs> but like I, that normally I'm kind of a, Malcolm Gladwell blink person with that kind of stuff. I kind of know instantly, and I I think I feel like my first impression might have been wrong of Mr. Garfield. So so kudos to him for for that. Yeah. Did you see Silence? Yeah. Says he movies. I love that movie. He's mm-hmm. uh, great in that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think sometimes it's good for somebody to not do blockbusters. Yeah. You know, it's like he's, he's Spy, good, dumb he with Spider Man. He's like, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm gonna it's do so much of acting too. Is like. It's, it, if you're in the position of someone like him that has some star power, is like how good is your taste? You know, because yeah. you're you're doing things on offer, or maybe you're you're auditioning with five other actors or something. So how how good? And he seems to have pretty good taste as to like what to do. He might is- he might be in a position career wise now where they could have asked him to do this new Spider Man. He's like, I don't want to do it anymore. I just yeah. don't. I, <laughs> I just don't yeah. want to. You know. Don't want to go yeah, down that road anymore. I wouldn't be surprised me. if that happened yeah. if he's not in it, which it, I feel like there's a few. It would surprise me if he's in it. Basically, is yeah, thing. Same. Yeah, that's. I would go Dinklage though. Yeah. Just, again, I haven't seen Licorice Pizza. Maybe Cooper Hoffman is the next Philip Seymour Hoffman, and that's great. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so can't can't go there. Anthony Ramos. Glad to see. Uh, yeah, he was very Heights good. Love is he was he's, he's yeah. uh, very good in that. Okay, actor in a drama, Mahershala Ali for Swan Song. Can't wait for this. That that hits uh, Apple Plus, I think, in, in a week or so. I'm excited for that. Um, Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, Will Smith, King Richard, and Denzel Washington in the tragedy of Macbeth. This yeah, is a category. A, yeah. This, <laughs> that's, that's some power right there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very interested in that one. So excited for... Macbeth. I mean, the buzz on it has been so tight. Like we know mm-hmm. nothing, so I'm very curious about how that will be. How it's that will be. be as a movie, yeah. and how that plays with the voting bodies that matter. Yeah, 
I mean, it comes out in like a week or so. It's I just kind of yeah. just with no lead up. It's just going to drop on Apple TV <laughs> one day. It's <laughs> yeah. this, this very odd Joel Cohen directed uh, tragedy with Macbeth. Yeah, I'm very yeah. excited for it. Oh, me High too. expectations. So I guess the buzz is good if it's getting nominated for awards. So, yeah, that's a sad category. Um, actors in a drama: Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for Lost Daughter, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, Lady Gaga, uh, House of Gucci, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. I was texting you guys when the awards came out this morning and the best actress category is, is the one I'm watching closest this award season. I just think it's such a stacked year and it's going to be so mm-hmm. interesting to see who the Academy picks as the uh, field and who ends up winning because I think everybody I've seen this year, basically everybody here that's nominated of the movies I've seen, I'm like, that's the best performance of the year. <laughs> you know, as I'm leaving the theater or whatever, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that to myself. So mm-hmm. it's very tough. There's It'll no, be, there's I'm, not a clear, a clear, um, champion at this point i haven't I seen think. spencer yet and that seems to be the one that's really blowing people away so yeah. in terms of that actress yeah, i have seen that yeah yeah that that again yeah i saw that yeah. and was like yeah that's the best performance i've seen so far this yeah. year you know and everyone since then i'm saying that to myself you know yep mm-hmm. just recency bias maybe but also just sure. tells you um maybe which one do you think won't be emma stone won't be in the running, yeah, but all the these other, maybe Jim for Lawrence, probably. Yeah. yeah get a love. Yeah. Cotillard. Maybe it's a musical. Right. Yeah. But so I think actress in a musical. There is, is Marion Cotillard for Annette, uh, Alana Hyam for licorice pizza, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence for don't look up Emma Stone, Cruella and Rachel Zegler for West side story. So I, mean, I think Emma Stone's out. That's so that feel, that's yeah. a filler spot and that's fine. We love Emma Stone. That movie's not great. Whatever. That's a, that's a filler spot. That's okay. It's a great, it's a fun performance though. It's kind sure. of like a, like when Captain Jack Sparrow was nominated for Golden yeah. Globe. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of, it, I think it's good to tip your hat to things like that. But sure. I yeah, it's going to be Gaga, Kristen Stewart, Alana Hyam, Rachel Zegler, and either Jack, Jessica Chastain or, or Kidman. Maybe, yeah. maybe Olivia Coleman. I haven't seen this movie yet, but yeah, I mean, man, if I Alana would say shoe ins are, so are, happy. I would say shoe-ins are probably, with the way things have been going so far, Alana, Rachel, Kristen Stewart, and maybe Gaga? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the I other mean, one's up in the air, but there's so many. It's split with all the stuff that's happened so far, these like film festival awards and stuff. It's pretty much been mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart or Alana Hyam winning everything, which is so weird to say. In terms and of these... On both, by the way, both both of those sentences are weird to say. Yeah. Both of those yeah, we're talking. Say it's that. a very. If you had said last year that we're having this conversation, yeah. it's very, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, but and Ziggler, I, I think, will be a real contender too. I think Rachel Ziegler will win the Golden Globe. Yeah, because it's the strongest musical performance, and I think the drama probably Kristen Stewart. Yeah, it's the most too. dramatic. But this is where the Globes can actually matter. Is that if Ziegler wins the Golden Globe, if it w- if it's kind of a tiebreaker, she's mm-hmm. going to be nominated for an Oscar, right? right. You know what I mean? Uh, that's where it can kind. Of, if she doesn't, then she might be the odd woman out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it can kind of like the narr- if It's like, well, no, she won this. She has to be one of the five or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting there. Yep. Yep. Going to be a good race. Gonna be a good it's, race. This is a this is this is an interesting year because there's a lot of new blood, know. which is awesome. 
Yeah, there's a lot of new blood. It's um, it doesn't feel like there's like a, a Golden State Warriors, you know, or yeah, anything like that in, in almost any category. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So it feels fairly wide open now. You could, if you want to look at the negative side of that, you could say it's because we haven't really had any like truly great movies this year, but we have had a whole bunch of really good movies, and so it's a lot of ways I prefer that because you know it kind of you can spread the wealth a little bit and maybe uh, see some some different people with different movies come away with awards instead of it's well okay we got twelve for this one anyone else you know and and that's good I think that that makes for an interesting award season. I think so as well. It's again going to be going to be fun, and we'll be talking about it all here on the show. So stay tuned for that. Before we move on and guess our top fives, I need to tell you about something pretty interesting and cool for some aspiring filmmakers and screenwriters out there that might listen to the show. NYU Tisch is offering a slate of online courses this spring on screenwriting, documentary filmmaking and more using their online learning platform with some very powerful features. Most other online courses that you've looked at are just basic video meetings with no instructor feedback, but these courses from NYU Tisch Pro go way beyond that. They've got video materials that are polished and thoughtful, with an interface that's really intuitive. Courses this spring include their documentary workshop featuring participation from the New York Times OpDocs team, who actually just did this Janet Jackson Super Bowl documentary that I watched. It was excellent. And they've also got a writing for the screen course as well. This experience is designed to be digital from the ground up rather than adopted from a traditional course. So they're not adapting something, trying to make it digital. This is thought to be remote from the start. Work with other students around the world as a virtual crew. There's a seamless way to schedule live interactions with instructors into our own schedule. I personally like this feature that allows your professional and virtual crew to leave comments on your video at specific points and timelines in the video so you can go in and know exactly what they're talking about. It's truly unlike any other platform that you may have used in class before, and it's built custom for creative students. 2022 is right around the corner, y'all. This is a great way to act on your New Year's resolution of becoming a better filmmaker, better creative, maybe becoming a writer. Maybe you've had an idea for a movie for a long time. You want to flesh that out. If you want to be serious about your craft, learn it in the right way. Check out NYU Dish Pro. Courses are available to everyone. No experience is required. Deadline to enroll for the documentary workshop or writing for the screen is January 7th, 2022. So act fast. Documentary Workshop features participation from New York Times. Again, the landing page is tishpro, T-I-S-C-H pro dot smashcut dot com slash mad. Tishpro dot smashcut dot com slash mad. Sign up now. You're going to want to get in on this. You're going to take advantage of this online course to learn from the best of the best. Other courses as well, not just documentary filmmaking and screenwriting. They've got branded storytelling, a film workshop, Cinematography Fundamentals. Check all that out. NYU Tish Pro online. That's tishpro.smashcut.com slash Matt to sign up. Let's get creative in 2022, y'all. But now it's time for a little segment we're going to do for the first time ever. The Mad About Movies podcast. Hopefully this is an annual thing. One of my favorite things we do on the show, if not my favorite thing, is we talk about our top 10 and bottom 10 of the year. At the end of the year, we'll do it probably end of January once we let our listeners see more of the movies 
and more of them come out at, at the beginning of the year. And, but we'll definitely do it before uh, the Oscars ceremony happens. Hopefully it's before May this year. I, don't, I, I assume so. <laughs> they pushed it way back last year. But So what we're going to do is try to predict each other's top fives of the year before we get too far into this Oscar season. Again, we like we said in the first segment, there's still a lot of these we haven't seen. So before we've seen too many, since we know how each other think, we want to try to predict it with a little bit still left on the table, a little bit of unpredictability. So I didn't rank mine because I think it's pr- too tough for me to decipher between Richard's like three and four. <laughs> so I just did five and five. So sure. the way we're going to do so, it here is yeah. I'll just have each of you say, uh, you know, your five for me. And then um, I'll mark those down, and then we'll say R5 for Richard, Brian and I will, and then so on and so forth. We'll go around. Okay. So Sounds good. I did the um, same. I did not rank them one to five. Okay. I just took a guess that yeah, these same. would be in your top five. Yeah. And I have not, uh, full disclosure, I have not cheated by looking at Brian's list um, at all. I know he puts his lists mm-hmm. on Letterboxd. I made my list private, so Brian couldn't cheat. Yeah, full disclosure, my- I did try to look at Kent's list, and he, he had hit it. So, <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, I made it private. <laughs> Uh, so I want to keep it, uh, keep it under wraps until we do our episode for the listener. And as usual, just also to say, as with all of our little competitions, a hundred grand to the charity of your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how we always settle yeah, stuff. So we're going to have to vet your charity this time a little better, Richard. We are. Uh, hey, look, look there. You <laughs> can Richard use Barton the term foundation war- does not exist. Yeah, Post January well, 6th. It's a little tougher, dude. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> warlords are PR PR invention you know i like to think of them as non-profit you know mm-hmm. sure i could call the susan i could call susan coleman a, war, a warlord you know <laughs> if you want and that's a non-profit so uh you know deal with it i have my chosen armies in africa that i patron deal you know that's how i give i'm gonna need one of you guys to come up with some kind of algorithm to determine who's the most accurate between the three of us on this I can, at the end of the I day. Can do that. Uh, who has the most greens? We'll mark them red if it's not on the list or green if they are, yeah. something like that. And the winner will get to sit out the episode of their choice. That's the award. Oh, always the greatest. And 100 grand. But you have to do it in advance. You have to do it in, in advance. You can't be the day of the episode and be like, I'm out. <laughs> this, I'm using my ticket. It has to be like a couple weeks before or a month before you know that this is not one you're not going to want to be in on. And that, that thing you can't bail it's not a bail pass it's not like a money in the bank thing where at any given moment you can just <laughs> i come on in. i come on the zoom call and i'm like hey kent guess what in the briefcase. like i we hit a get an actual briefcase for this we when should you win okay so we'll start with mine um okay so richard what's your first movie that's on my list i'm gonna say dune okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a good one then I'm going to say Licorice Pizza. Okay. Then, oh man, this is hard. Then I'm going to say Macbeth, because you love the Coens. Tragedy of Macbeth. Okay. Then I'm going to say Bean the Ricardos, because we know you love Lucy. Oh, I do love Lucy. Last one's the hard one. I'm going to go Coda. Mm. You have six on here on my list. What? That was One, five, two, three. Oh, was... I, I'm counting the words, not the 
commas here. Hold on. Let me code. I did two lines. There we go. Okay. One, two, three. Okay. All right. So mine for Richard has me down as Dune, Licorice Pizza, Tragedy of Macbeth, being the Ricardos and Coda. Brian, what do you think uh, mine are going to be? I've got some similar ones and a couple. I've got, okay. I think I've got three similarities and two differences here. Um, I did decide just for the sake of let's highlight more movies that I was not going to put any movies on both of y'all's lists except for one because it's very obvious, which is Licorice Pizza. I'll be shocked if that's not on both of your top fives. So uh, Licorice Pizza, I also had being the Ricardos, given your love for Lucy. Um, I also had the tragedy of Macbeth, given your love for the Coens. Where I okay. differ from Richard's list, uh, although I did have Dune and Coda as as uh, contenders for this, uh, I'm going with Nightmare Alley, the Guillermo oh, nice. del Toro film oh, that will come oh, out this weekend. Okay. Of of the show, you are the most del Toro ish. Um because you love to hook up with fish. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Wasn't until then. <laughs> yeah, it was until then. I did not you, care for. Yeah, he finally gave you representation. Um, <laughs> did not care for pans or any of that other stuff. But once that came out, Shape of Water, I was like, finally, finally, a voice for my generation. <laughs> <laughs> Directors, they're just like us. Um, and. So I went with that, and finally, by the way, I'm looking forward to Nightmare Alley. I don't know if it's going to creep me out, yeah, super, me too. But it looks it looks interesting. I don't know I'm, what to I'm expect. Intrigued. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I'm intrigued. Uh, last one on my list, uh, I considered those two, Richard and a couple others. Uh, but I'm going with Red Rocket, the Sean. Uh, oh, uh, Sean Baker. Baker. Oh yeah, because you love loved Sean Baker. Uh, what was the Florida the, Project? Uh, the Florida Project. You loved. You really I love Sean you, Baker. That was very high on your list that year. Yeah. So that's what I'm betting on. Yes. Wow, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Good good uh good research, Can't Brian. Him some A twenty four. I love a rough around the edges, uh, you know, two dudes out shoot a movie type of thing. That's where Chloe wins me over. So yeah. um man. Those are good. Those you good love guesses. Simon Rex. You've always been part of <laughs> Rex Nation. Yes. It's the source material of Red Rocket that I'm really interested yeah. in, to be honest. Right. Um, okay. Let's guess Brian's top five, Richard. All right. I will go first. I'm going to... Okay, yeah, you go ahead. Okay. This was tough for me, and I have an honorable mention, and I can do later, but I've narrowed it down to top five. Uh, I'm going to go Licorice Pizza. I think that sneaks into the top five. Yeah. Because I think there's enough in there that Brian's going to dig, some needle drops that are going to be fun. And uh, yeah. So I think that's in all of ours. Brian does. Love the seventies, known fact. <laughs> He's not as big a PTA guy as us. Yeah, so that's, that's a risk risky there. play, just based on. Yeah, yeah, it's a risky think, play, it, but I PTA. think this one will be like maybe your favorite PTA movie. Okay, yeah, and you always talk about how you love happy movies, and everyone says it's like the most joyful movie in years. Sure, so. yeah. Um, my next one hasn't been mentioned yet, but knowing Brian, I think he was pretty high on it at the time, and I'm hoping that he revisits it enough to keep it. Uh, high on the list. I'm going to go No Time to Die, mm, James Bond. Mm, okay. Because he's ranked Mission Impossible ones pretty high in the past. I, I have, think that's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of like that one this year for him. You know, it's going to be a high on the rewatchability scale and a good, solid movie, good ending, all that kind of stuff. So I think it checks all the marks for what Brian likes. So that's my next one. 
Also, this is a new entry, West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Love Spielberg and uh, can appreciate almost everything about this. So I think West Side Story probably ends up there. And my last two, you've mentioned this. I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it. Encanto. Mm. Yeah, I did love Encanto. It's a good one. It's a good one. Encanto. I know That's Brian good, likes to cry. Call. This one probably shed <laughs> yeah. a couple of tears at the end of this one. So mm-hmm. and throughout the whole movie, yes. right, mm-hmm. right. And then I have Dune as my last one because he likes a big blockbuster, and I think this is a very well done Oscar-y type blockbuster. So Dune. But the last one on my list, like the honorable mention, I will mention because I don't think you'll mention it, Richard, is Spider Man Three. You would be wrong. That is oh, okay. There we go. Okay. Good transition. Yeah, I'm going to go Spider-Man 3. I'm going to go Dune. I, too, am going to go West Side Story. Mm. I'm going to go Power of the Dog. Mm. I'm, I'm choosing between two here. Actually, I'm choosing between three here. And I'll tell you the three. So you can kind of think how I'm thinking. I'm think I do. I think Licorice Pizza is going to be very up Brian's alley, even though it's not a director he loves. I think Friends Dispatch was going to be up there on his list, and I think the Macbeth movie is going to be up on his list. I and Cyrano. Am, <laughs> yeah, I think he's made that very clear. He's hyped for Cyrano. I'm going to go just to make it fun since it's on all three. I'll do Licorice Pizza. I think sure. that's going to be a, a big player with this pod. For okay. me, I think for all different reasons, which will be cool. That's good. Cool. That's a good list. Good, good, uh, good choices there. Dune is like very high on my list for sure already. I would be very surprised if that wasn't it. Um, so yeah, I like those. Cool. Okay, let's do let's do uh, Richard's list. Go yeah? for it, Brian. Okay. There, like I said, let there be carnage five times. <laughs> Licorice Dylon, 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 and Dylon because it's spit hot fire. Go ahead. Licorice pizza is a lock. I'd be shocked if this is not. Uh, if that's not I would be shocked list. too. Yeah. Um, I took a few shots here. Took a few chances. I I, I'm a, I feel like I'm harder to figure out are. on this. You definitely. Okay. Are. You definitely are of the three of us. Um, I thought about both Ricardo's and Macbeth for you. Um, yeah, but I, ultimately I stuck those on Kinto's list instead. And I think he's, he's a little more likely on both of them. Um, yeah. I don't think you've seen any three of the, the other movies. So we'll, we'll see, okay. but I could, I could be wrong. Um, I'm going to go with Belfast because of your Irish right. heritage and your, your, uh, appreciation for, uh, for Kenneth Branagh. Um, I do love Kenneth. I did not love Belfast. I have seen that I, by the way. Oh, okay. I've seen that. Okay. All right. I won't, I'm not going to tip, yeah. but I have seen it. Okay. Good deal. Um, I'm going to go with the lost daughter because it has Olivia Coleman in it. So that immediately gives it a, oh. a huge bump up yeah. on, uh, on Richard's list. And then I'm going to take a couple chances with, uh, more like less Oscar-y, more sort of action-y sure. movies. Um, yeah. I'm going with the harder they fall mm. on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen this one yet or not, but you should. I have you not. Haven't. Yeah, I'm going to. It's on the docket for this weekend, actually. Okay. I really think you're going to dig that one. And right, I'm going to harken back to an early movie from this year that I know you really dug at the time, and maybe you have forgotten it since, and maybe this will not even be anywhere near the top 10 uh, when it's said and done. But I know you loved it at the time, and it's it's a strong player for me still, top 10, so maybe it will be for you as well. So I'm going to go with Nobody, the uh, Odin mm, Curtain joint. Yeah. Oh, nice one. Nice, nice. I feel very seen here. That's Thanks, good. Thanks. Good job, Brian. Yeah, I'm, I haven't 
you know, like I said, I haven't even really started ranking things yet. Sure. But this is this is a a nice uh yeah, I look at this um, mosaic and I can see myself in the mirror. So uh, well done. <laughs> We're friends for life. Kent, don't ruin this. Don't ruin the film. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, advance. Uh, I'm going with being the Ricardos because I know you like Lucy, mm-hmm. but you love Sorkin. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping there's enough in so here could, to keep yeah. you invested and it's one that you enjoy. Uh, I'm going also with licorice pizza. That's an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you enjoyed West Side Story because wow, okay. of the length of the episode you did of, of for the VIPs discussing the old one. So if you can discuss yep. the old one that much, I think you probably could enjoy the new one. Um, this is one that you and I talked about that you enjoyed. I'm hoping you still enjoy it. Candyman. Yeah, mm. it's a great call. Love that movie. And my last one is... Tragedy of Macbeth, because I think you're a Shakespeare guy. Uh, I am. And I think you'll like a different approach to this source material. So we'll see. All very well. Both of you put, I appreciate the thought you put in this. I, I again, see myself in the year. So, uh, yeah, that was awesome. I'm excited to see. And I, I, I pledge my, as I know both of you do, my, my honesty and my rankings. I'm very excited to see mm. who knows who better. And then we go on a date. Multiple Shakespeare adaptations in Richard's top five for me. <laughs> West Side Story, yeah. Macbeth, and Candyman. And Candyman. Lesser known. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It's well, it's it was a sonnet instead of a full play. <laughs> you candyman, you candyman. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah. All right. Well, cool. This is fun. Kent, this is I give you credit. This is a fun game. So uh we'll see. anytime we can we'll see who's the yeah, most accurate we'll of all of us. Who I'll, had the I'll Who had the vision the, of the future? Get the spreadsheet going, and then we'll yeah. uh, we'll have a little ceremony, and maybe if you want to go ahead and take the movie off of your choice for 2022 at that time, feel free to do so. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> you can announce it to the world. Also, little teaser, Brian. I don't Is know. there a venom next year? <laughs> God no, I hope I hope not. Anyway, hope not. God. I don't know. Tony's it's... just like rushing them out. We got to get more venom out there. <laughs> The kids love the venom. Oh, he pops up in the Spider-Man movie. We'll see. (laughs) That could be a teaser. Uh, Brian, I don't know if it's too early to announce the fact that we could maybe do a movie draft next year. I think that's a that's a possibility. Yeah, hopefully. I'm. I'm. I think we can. uh, We've usually done that in like February because January, February movies don't really matter for that kind of thing, and I think that's. By uh, by February, we should like have a pretty decent look at like okay, yeah, this is actually going to happen, right? So yeah, movies are so. if movie theaters are back enough. I love the movie. We feel time. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Well, this has been fun. Make sure you check out our episode on West Side Story this week. We'll have a weekly recommend stacked onto that at the end. So check that out. And um, thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias. You can follow us on Letterboxd, even though our list our top 10 list of the year on up there. I've assembled a list of Johnny Depp white face paint movies <laughs> and also inaudible Tom Hardy movies. So I'm keeping a running mm-hmm. list. If, if I've missed any, please let me know. I want this to be yeah. the official place that we keep track of this. By the way, very disappointing. Johnny Depp isn't, isn't in the new uh, beasts of the Grindelwald movie. Beast of the, <laughs> I almost said beasts of the Southern, Southern wild. wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be- fantastic beasts. Gosh, I cannot remember mm-hmm. that. 
Well, it's uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Super memorable that. movies, so, you know. Yes. Super memorable. They did reinvent this form, though, I think, is interesting, as more and more actors of a certain age kind of get canceled for one reason or the other. This kind of thing they've built in where they're sh- we need more shape-shifting in our franchises, <laughs> yeah. and so we can just <laughs> sub them out. Yeah, yeah. It's a good idea. Maybe yeah. while we were subbing out uh, Johnny Depp for Mads Mikkelsen, Maybe the rest of the cast too. Maybe try that. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Like we're reinventing. Maybe, maybe we have a new, uh, new guy in Newt place Salamander. Of, yeah, new, How dare Newt you, Salamander, and and uh, and maybe maybe we, Oscar winner. Right. Maybe Eddie we Ray don't Ray. need Ezra Miller in our lives like ever. I would say, but uh, you know, take the chances you get. I guess. All right. Well, follow us on the socials at Mad About Movies on Twitter, Instagram, and if you want Discord access and our VIP episode. This week, you're going to want to be a VIP. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Uh, we hope you join us there because we're talking about arguably the best movie of 2011. We'll determine that on the episode, so stay tuned. But uh, thanks for being a listener, and we'll see you soon at the cinema. Goodbye.